Hi guys, welcome to Beer Bubbles, the bubbliest podcast in the world. I've got a special project uh, that I've been doing today here in Uppsala, and I'm sitting at Uppsala Brygges with Martin. Welcome to Beer Bubbles. Thank you. Uh, I've interviewed you for my old podcast, but not for the new one. Hmm? Uh, It will be a pleasure. Yeah, who are you and what are you doing here at Uppsala? Uh, Yes, so I'm uh, Martin and I'm uh, the head brewer and co-founder of Uppsala Bryghus. And your background is? My background is uh, quite extensive. (laughs) (laughs) Go through it, come on. We got all the time in the world. I I started studying um, food science and uh, brewery technology in Belgium. Where you're from? Where I'm from, indeed. Uh, Then I worked with uh, biochemical research for a while uh, and about 10 years ago I found my way back to the brewing industry uh, where I worked first at uh, Slotjelands Brewery and then since uh, the founding of uh, Uppsala Brykhus five almost six years ago I've been working as a head brewer here at Uppsala Brykhus. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. today we've done something for Akrat's Beer Club. We can actually say it now because the premiere has been. We've been mm-hmm. here to tell tell our listeners what we've been doing today because this is the fun part of the job. Exactly. So we've been doing a, a cuvee or a, a blend. Uh, so here at Uppsala Brickhus we have uh, four barrels with uh, different sour beer bases. Um that we've been cultivating for a while. Uh, so those kegs are um, living their own lives now. Um, so four different base beers with different uh, cultures that we've been using uh, throughout the years to make different blends, uh, either clean blends or with uh, fruit. And today, uh, me and uh, Christian have uh, made a blend for the Accurate Beer Club. That is going to premiere on Saturday, which is the 28th of January. Exactly. Uh, so it's going to be a mix sour of, of some of the blend, uh, a blend of what you have up there with uh, blackberries and raspberries. Exactly, yeah. And uh, I must say it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are you doing here at, at uh, Uppsala Brigus besides specialties like that? What, your Snakehead is your bread and butter. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the flagship beers, I would say, are, are Snakehead or IPA and uh, Road Trip or uh, alcohol-free beer. Um, and then we make a lot of different beers. Uh, I think right now we have around 16 at uh, Systembolaget. And we um, we have a few different ones that we also only make in cakes. Um, but our philosophy is to make... High-quality beers and uh, a broad range. Uh, so we don't want to get a stamp of being an IPA brewery or a lager brewery. We want to make a broad range uh, so that everybody can find a favorite amongst our beers. And also drinkable. Drinkable, exactly. We've been talking about this all day. A beer should be mm. drinkable. Exactly. Balance. is uh, So Connor, our, uh, our sales uh, salesperson, he... Um, he calls me Dr. Balance. <laughs> 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 uh, and what's the future of uh, Uppsala? You, uh, I was here about a year and a half ago. Uh, it looks about the same. You haven't... Mm? Well, it's been a uh, mid-pandemic and stuff, so yeah, you don't exactly. want to expand <laughs> in the middle of 
of something that hideous. But uh, what what does the future look like for you? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, I think everybody's anxious now to see what's happening with uh, the prices of the energy and the prices of the raw materials. Uh, but we just we continue to make good beers, and I believe that if you deliver a high quality product, then people will continue buying it, and more people will discover it. So that's that's the whole idea behind it. Um, but we'll see if if people will uh, will have money to buy <laughs> to <Yeah>. buy beers. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they should skip their trip to Thailand and buy beer instead. Yeah, why not? <laughs> If you drink enough beer, you don't need the weather. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm a bit curious about your alcohol-free beer road trip because mm. I really like it. It's a really nice pale ale slash IPA. Mm. Uh, but you don't vacuum distill. So how do you make your alcohol-free beer? Now, we uh, we use a special yeast uh, that... Um, I'll try not to get too technical. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't ferment maltose. Uh, and maltose is the main sugar in uh, in wort that beer is made of. Um, so it only ferments glucose, which is just like uh, 5% of, of the sugar in beer. Uh, and then we adjust also our mashing schedule um, so that we, we get a low fermentable wort. You you mash in high at high temperature. Exactly. Uh, and that results in a beer that... Instead of fermenting down to uh, 5%, we only get about 0.3% uh, alcohol. So, yeah, w we're just using a yeast that's really bad at, at, at making <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite beer that you've made so far? Mm, uh, good question. <laughs> um, the one we did today. No, uh, sorry. <laughs> <Exa> <laughs> no, the next one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Um, in a way, it's true because you know, making a uh, no, my alarm goes here. Sorry for that. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's all part of the experience. <laughs> um, you know, as a brewer, I have a busy schedule. Right, of course. <laughs> so where was I? My favorite beer. Yeah, um, the latest beer often uh, because that's what I like about beers that there are so many different ones, and you can make with just four ingredients basically. Uh, a whole range of different beers. So making new beers is, is the most exciting part. But I often fall back to Snakehead of our beers. It's yeah. kind of... Connor said the same mm. when I interviewed him. <laughs> it's, like, it's been the bread and butter for us since almost day one. Mm. And th that's what made you go, uh, come through the pandemic as good as you did. Yeah, exactly. So it's for him as a salesperson, that was his favorite beer, hands down. But, but it's also a really nice dry IPA. Yeah, yeah, it's. I never get tired of it, and I think that goes for a lot of people. And I think that's the main reason why it why it sells so well. It's it's balanced. Uh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> it's the favorite and word of every brewer, <laughs> everyone in the beer industry. A balanced beer. That's a good beer. And then you don't get tired of it, so it can easily be your go-to beer. And. You know, also when we just started the brewery, it was the first beer that won a medal. Uh, so we got a gold medal for the best IPA at Stockholm Beer and Whiskey Festival mm -hmm. uh, about yeah one month after we launched so our first ago. beers. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that kind of 
means something. It, it sets a precedent, and and, and it also it makes sure you uh, well you love your first one more than you love your second one. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> you're not allowed to say that when it comes to kids. But <clears throat> <laughs> what else is in the future? Are you are you going to do more sours, or are you keeping that for special occasions? Or like these, well, these? Yeah, these blends, like we did today, we keep for special occasions. Uh, we're releasing a new sour beer in the spring uh, from Boas, which mm-hmm. is uh, Berliner Weisse with uh, raspberries. So that one we've had uh, for pups, and now we'll, uh, we'll also release it in cans at, uh, at the Monopoly. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Um we're planning to do more one-offs for uh, pubs. Um, so we're currently designing how we're going to do it. But, you know, probably like a season releases of beers uh, in uh, cakes for for pubs. And then, uh, yeah, just one-offs. I must say as well, we, we talked a bit when we were down there making the special mm. blend. Um uh, about your new f- philosophy for 2023, about thinking more about what flavor you want yeah, than exactly. what style you want. Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit about what you told us, told me downstairs. Um, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, during the Christmas holiday when I was off from work and I was at home and started thinking uh, about beer and not being in the brewery, so I got kind of a bit philosophical. So I was thinking that, Usually when you when you design a beer and you say, oh, I want to make a, an English bitter, you kind of start with a beer style. And I think potentially you limit yourself to what flavors you can develop. Uh, so, yeah, I was thinking, why not try it the other way around? Think, what flavors do I want? Uh, and, you know, get them from the malt and the hops and, and what yeast would fit without really having a special beer type in mind and then make the beer and then seeing you know where you end up where you end up (laughs) yeah if if it's a style or not or if it's mixed because beer styles really are are an after construction Uh, oh yeah (laughs) Uh, but nowadays it's more it's kind of rigid when it comes to like beer competitions and stuff like that you have to put it in a certain bracket otherwise it will be disqualified Uh, yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's true but but I hey, let's let's make a change. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I think I, I mean, thought that was quite quite interesting because, to me, in the end, when I taste a beer, if I know it's an IPA, I've got a preconsumption of of what it's going to be like. Mm. And when it doesn't meet exactly what I'm looking for, yeah. uh, telephone. Here again. we go again. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so right. Uh, but uh, but I I really think it's like oh this is what it's going to taste like and if it, t- it doesn't taste like that, you tend to think that it's off somehow. Mm. But ah, if exactly. you don't have a beer style and go like well these are the flavors I'm gonna uh, the beer is gonna have, mm. it starts you thinking a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's kind of co- a cool concept. Mm. Uh, let's see what happens twenty twenty three. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be fun. Maybe we're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to ask you the last question that I normally ask in the podcast, which is the meanest question to anyone who works in this business, uh, and it's the, you're going to die today. You can have one more beer, Mm. whatever beer in the world, you can have one. What's it going to be? 
Well, it's got to be a good one. Uh, well, well, I'd, be, I'd be really disappointed <laughs> if you choose a bad one. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking today uh, about one beer I uh, liked very much and which you also had on Keck at uh, Akurat. Uh, Avec Les Bon Vieux from uh, Brasserie du Pont, uh, which to me, it, it's a, a super saison, 10%. And you can quench your thirst with it in the summer. And for me, that's like the pinnacle of a, of a good beer. Uh, a strong beer that's still very drinkable. So I'd go for that one. And if it's the last one, you probably need one of these Hochgarten buckets to drink <laughs> it from, like <laughs> yeah, 65 exactly. centiliter or something. Yeah, Yeah, if it's my last beer, then I don't have to worry about hangover either. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, thank you very much for participating in the podcast. You're welcome. And uh, guys out there, whatever you do, drink better beer. Ha, 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 ha.